When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. Today, I have a wonderful guest with me, Sebastian Wynn. Sebastian, welcome to our show. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to speak with you. And I love talking about how I meet people too. So you and I were at a mastermind or a sales rally, whatever they want to call it for one of our clients. And you spoke and I emceed and we had such a great time. And it was so great to hear your story and hear what you are up to in the world of coaching and helping people personally and professionally. So I wanted to have you on the show to share your wisdom with everybody. So let me just tell everyone a little bit about you. I'm not going to read your whole bio. I'm just going to sort of ad lib it, but you are a best-selling author of Rich Coach, Poor Coach, and known for your direct, watch out guys, here we go, direct and humorous and vulnerable style of communicating, whether it's on stage or on a TEDx, advising business owners or training transformational coaches and trainers. So the secret to your success is your ability to empathize with the pressure to deliver desired results. Love this. We're going to talk about this, but as a former Chinese mafia boss, you hear that everybody? Mm -hmm. Sebastian knew exactly what was at stake if he neglected to bring results to his family business, another moment to live, right? So let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about that. I want to spend more time talking about some of your strategies to help people because as we are approaching the end of 2021 in this podcast, Mm. Perfect time for us to be looking at our marketing and our business plans to find out what next year is all about. So share with us a little bit about your history and what brought you to where you are now in coaching and mentoring people. Great. I'll give you the summary, but I don't want you to put me in a box. I was not just in only in Chinese mafia. I started my business or family career in the Mexican mafia. Oh, wow. In Texas. Yes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I started my whole life. Let me just give you a quick journey. My mother is Vietnamese, Chinese, came to America in 75, right before the crash of Vietnam and during the Vietnam War, the American stepfather grew up in Kansas. I was the only minority, my mom, my sister and I, and I thought I was German Catholic growing up <laughs> until the kids told me I was not. That's what and I so am. They, <laughs> are you really? So yeah, I'm German Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. They made fun of me and, and I thought they were making fun of me because I had a better tan than they did. But what <laughs> I learned from them. And they didn't know this. Their parents taught them. We were in a tumultuous time during the war, and they taught them how to be racist. 
So they made fun of my eyes, nose, and everything else. So I started learning how to make fun of other people's eyes, nose, and everything else, and just comparing each other. Yeah. And then my parents got divorced. My mom went to Dallas, Texas, and that's where we lived in the low-income housing, food stamps, all that. That's where I joined the Mexican Mafia without even joining. I just yeah. grew up in that neighborhood. Yeah. We'd be runners taking drugs for my friends, uncles, and dads and stuff. And you just grew up in that lifestyle. Fifth grade, we're smoking cigarettes, and that was normal. Yeah. We think this is normal. My daughter is in fifth grade right now. She's yeah. 10. And you can't. In sixth grade, no. I was like, how the heck? Did I do? Since we were <laughs> driving cars yeah. to drop off stuff, it's hard riding on the bikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, long story short, I was just looking for my identity. I didn't have a biological dad. I had multiple stepdads. I just wouldn't know I was approved. I was accepted. I'm okay. I'm fine. I was a man. And I did everything that society told me man was drink, smoke, womanize, didn't work, empty feeling and all that. Got in a lot of trouble in Dallas, became a fugitive, went to New York. We we're selling guns to people in New York, Chinese mafia. Then that's when they came and adopted me. I got to run away, hide out in New York, got into crazy stuff there. Long story short, went to prison, came out. Through that journey, I connected, had a spiritual revelation. I connected deeply into my own spirituality and came out and I realized I'm a natural leader. And someone had to tell me this. I didn't know this. I was just being me. Right. And at the age of 16, 17, 18, I was climbing up from mafia bodyguard to uncle, then to the boss. And I was like, isn't this ridiculous? But in my world, man, if you're a mafia boss, you live to 25 and 30 and you're dead. Godfather is 35 and older. I mean, it's nothing like the TV shows. Our lifespan does not get that old. So long story short, someone told me one day, you have this natural leadership, but if you keep on using it for bad, you're going to hurt other people and yourself. I was like, wow, that was like my wake-up call. That someone acknowledged that I was a leader naturally. Then I realized I could use that gift set and I started doing it formally. Yeah. I dropped out of school in 10th grade. I went back on my GED, AA, BA, MBA. And that was just, a, I'm making a long journey short, but I went all that. And during that journey, though, I was still trying to find out, am I enough? Mm-hmm. Am I enough? So I went to all these trainings all that. Then 20 something years later, I created new material, started taking people through it, and I just kept on cleaning it, sharpening it. It all started for me doing it for myself. Then yeah. the curriculum came from that. My coaching content came from that. And today I coach small business owners yeah. and have a great time. Like you, because we love the lifestyle, a lot of people get into coaching because it creates a certain lifestyle for them. I want to take a certain amount of clients and we just have so much fun living life together. So basically, don't tell anybody. I created the family I always wanted. Right. <laughs> right. In my coaching community, we live out the values, we live out fighting, arguing, and we live out just getting results for each other yeah. in this community we created. So I love that. that's a nutshell so, about me. Yeah. So I want to go back to, because I know that you talked about this, but I can't remember all the details and I don't want to go deep, deep, deep into it because I know it's very spiritual for you as well. But when you got taken to prison and we're not talking jail, we're talking yeah, prison. No. There's a difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, 66 years to life. Yeah. When you went to <laughs> prison, you had a wake up moment when you were talking about it being in your cell and you went, uh-oh, yeah. I'm actually yeah. in here. How old were you when you went in? Which time? <laughs> the last time, the last right. time when I shared that story, that last time, I think I was 18. Right. So now you're Texas, as an adult. 18. Yeah. So now you're tried as an adult and you're going into the big house. And how long were you in and how did you get out? If you had 66 years to life, if that's what you're, how are you able to get out? And here's the coolest part. I'm telling you a personal story, 
but this is a everyday story for every person. It's just in different contexts. You'll see this is also in business. Yeah. So here's how it goes. You're a prisoner to your business. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You watch. And we yes, play you this are game. sometimes. Yeah. Watch. We play this game right here. Yeah. So I'm giving you a very long story short. So I've never really stayed in there more than three months after being arrested multiple times. At that time, because someone's life was online, they're in life support. If they died, it's going to be a murder charge. But this wasn't that. But I'm just telling you, you ask how long. This time, we usually get in and out within a week or two max because mm-hmm. of the lawyers and money. But mm-hmm. this time, I was getting out. But the same game happens. FBI will come say, hey, you roll over on whoever they want me to roll over. This time yeah. it was my godfather. Yeah. You roll over on him, then we'll let you out. And we know the rules. If I roll over on him, not yeah. only will they kill me slowly yeah. and publicly, they'll kill my family members. Right. And I said, man, my mom and my sister and brother, they don't deserve this. Right. So I was like, heck no. But then what happened was, long story short, my godfather did get arrested. They've been chasing him for like 10 years. He did a murder. They did get him for some tax stuff. So they don't need me anymore. So they're throwing me away, but they're not really throwing me away. They're following me. So here's how I describe it. The FBI, I'm a box of tissue, would use me. Then the Chinese mafia know that I was, I don't know crap. I didn't know anything in this world, the world I was living in. They know the FBI is watching. So they're pawning me around. They're using me and they pull out tissue box. And the FBI will use me, mafia will use me, my own business and family until the box is empty. And guess what they do? What do you do when an empty tissue box is done? Throw it away. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. And that's my experience of that whole journey. There is no loyalty. They just wanted to use me as a pawn to get themselves further up. Yeah. So they said, let you go and away you went. Yep. And so no so connections I- with them now, no concerns looking over your shoulder or anything like that now. I was just at a business meeting the other day and I was talking to this man. And he asked me the exact same question. I said, listen. These guys have never been formally trained to shoot a gun and stuff. So they're going to come here and shoot me. Most likely they will miss and shoot the people next to me. So I'm fine. But you, <laughs> I'm concerned about. <laughs> right. And no. it's funny because I can definitely appreciate that because I'm on a shooting team. There you go. <laughs> not a, you not know what I mean? shooting team, but I'm on a shooting team. And so yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. 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 I totally get no, that. It, it's so. been a good 26 years, 27 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's yeah. all news now. Yeah. So this is a big transformation for you. And I know that as you're going through that, as you said earlier, am I worth it? Am I worthy? Mm -hmm. This is something that I think a lot of us go through. I know I did. My personal story is that same thing as, you know, proving and am I Mm -hmm. worth this? Am I worthy? And once you come out of that, when you're in something like that so deep, and for those that are listening and aren't and are blessed that they didn't have to go through it. That's right. Right. Blessed that they didn't have to go through it. Although I feel blessed now because I've been through it, worked on myself. And now I wouldn't trade that for the world because it made me Mm. who I am now. And and this passion and this inspiration and drive Mm. that I have, which I know you have as well, to share that with other people and say, get out of your own way. So when you're in that type of a situation, tell us about that, how you work through the unworthiness. And let's frame this so Mm -hmm. that... The people that are listening are saying, you know, let's use a different word because this is also the same context of it. And that's imposter syndrome. Yes. Am I good enough to be self-employed? Am I really good enough to have an entrepreneurial business? Am I really good enough? Because whether it's self-worth, what comes from childhood situations or it's imposter syndrome as an adult, let's talk about how to work through that. Well, first of all, I want to say from my experience, Now over 25 years of coaching and training. I know I look very young and very handsome, but I am 51. You're younger (laughs) than me. You're younger than me by a lot. 
but you look a lot younger than me. Well, thank you. You're you a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yes, but you hit it right on the nose. I know it's foundation my training, but it's foundation most people's transformation as being authentically you. Lead authentically. Mm-hmm. I have a thing called transformational, a leadership transformational trifecta. One of the three things, no, trifecta, if you hit all three, you win. Yes. If you keep all these three things, you will be an amazing leader. And one of it's lead authentically. Yeah. And I have a whole formula for that and all that. But let me just say it this way. When I learned to give myself permission to be uniquely me, that's when everything changed. I mean, I'm telling you, see the whole world different. So Susan Scott in her fierce conversation states the best and clearest way I ever said. She said, get out from behind yourself into the conversation and make it real. Get out from behind yourself. So here's what you're kind of hiding, covering up. Get out from behind that into the conversation, make it real. So come out from behind being a business person. Yeah. Come out from behind being a Christian or religious person. Get out from behind being a parent. Whatever you think you have being to be to be successful. Being an extrovert. Yeah. Being an introvert, being an extrovert. Get out from those stories, or I call them the mask. Get yeah. out from having all these masks on. Be authentically you and make it real. But here's the thing. Just get out from that is scary as heck. Oh, yeah. Because society mm-hmm. wants you to be this. See, I'm controlling myself very much right now. And you know me, I'll cuss, scream, go crazy. But I never cuss at people. It's kind of funny. My friend was here and his son, wow, you cuss a lot. You yell a lot. He's on autism spectrum. And oh, he's wow. like, uncle, you yell a lot and you cuss a lot. You say bad words. I go, I know. And they pay me for that. <laughs> he starts to laugh. What? He was confused because I never cuss at people. Right. Right. And yes. I don't attack the person. We attack the issue. Yeah. And I get mad because if I don't get mad at the issue, they don't get to see how disgusting that issue is, the stories that they're believing in that prevents them from what being authentically them. Yeah. Well, and this is one of the things I was going to ask you. It's funny that you say it's a mask, right? Because I've Mm -hmm. always said it's my armor, right? Mm -hmm. It's my armor. And so when I'm coaching people and trying to get them out from behind and I've, you know, for me, it was, I've never read Susan Scott's book. So I was writing it down. Me too. Yeah. But for me, it was, this happened to me because I had the armor up, right? I came from, my parents were married for 50 years. Holy Maloney. But um, (laughs) My father's an alcoholic. My mother's a verbal abuser, right? We had low people on totem pole, poor, poor, poor. So I had this armor up pretending like that wasn't my mm-hmm. world, right? That's right. So this is imposter syndrome in business. This is personal stuff that we all have this armor, this mask that you're talking about. Yep. But it's a fear for people to come out from behind yes. that, right? Come out. Yes. So I always talk about poking holes in your armor. Like, don't worry, I'm not going to take your shell off, turtle. Mm. I'm not going to take your shell off and expose. What we're going to do is we're going to slowly start poking some holes into this so that you can feel comfortable. So what's that like for you with your clients when they are afraid to come from behind the mask and they're saying, can I just peek? Can I just look a little bit? What is that process to take them from point A to point B? Because it's big, right? It's scary. Okay. So I get to be me, right? Because I'm your guest and you never have me on again. Here's the first thing I tell my guests to help take off the mask. Ready? <laughs> I ready? Take it I tell off. It's like, ah! Yeah. I'm like, stop being a liar. Because remember, you have a lot of feminine energy, works great. I just come with a lot of masculine energy. There's so many people, different things. But yeah. at first, I do a pattern interruption. Because yeah. in their mind, they think they're being authentic. Right. Then I tell them, because you're a liar. You're a hypocrite. I'm not going to let you lie to me. That keeps us what apart. I want all of you. And they're like, oh, 
as you can see, I only have certain coaching clients. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My well, we all do, right? You're attracted yeah. to a certain type. Yeah, no question. So first, I do a pattern of and I just let them know, this is how the games can be. I'm the coach who will tell you what everybody knows, but no one's willing to say. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not about me. It's about you. And stop lying to me right now. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not working for you. It's not serving you. It's not serving your marriage, your parenting. It's not serving anything you're doing. Because you haven't given somebody a reason to reject you. Yeah. Then you haven't given them a reason to accept you. Yeah. Because watch this. I'll give you a very simple explanation. People are like, what? Give people a reason to reject you. Then, and only then, have you given people a reason to accept you. Ready? Jen, what? Do you like sports? Do you like football team? Any kind of team? Any sports team? I don't really care for sports team. I care for Either guy, really. Tennis. Tennis. All right. Who? What player? <laughs> yeah. Whoever's winning. <laughs> Whoever's no. winning. No, no, no. I mean, Give me one name. On that. actually, I like women tennis players that are feminine and not trying to be men because I don't yeah. think they're authentic. Give me a name. Just give me a name. Who do you think that is? Well, I can't pronounce her names. I can't. She just won. She just won. I know. I know who you're talking about. But I can't remember her name. She was underdog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like big time. She's ranked 17. Yeah, it was a great match. Yeah. It was amazing. I love love watching tennis. When she won against, I didn't like her because she's just like butchy. Butchy. Now, here's what happens. So you just gave me a reason to reject you. Are you kidding me, Jen? That girl, she's a piece of The other woman should have won. She's ranked 17. So you gave me a reason to reject you. Yeah. Or I say, I am with you. I love underdogs. And she is just so graceful the way she wins. Yeah. See? Yeah. Then you give me a reason to accept you. Yeah. But most of us are afraid to give people a reason to reject us. Oh, yeah. 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 See? They're just saying, I Until we do this that. one versus that one. I'll go to the light side. Or the you'll go side. with everybody else. Or you'll follow it. You put me yeah. in any Super Bowl game. And that whole house is rooting for one team. I will be the only one rooting for the other one just to cause controversy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I've done Just that. one to have fun. But here's the point. You asked me, I'll give you a simple acronym for your people. Ready? Okay. PAC. P-A-C-C. Easy. PAC. P-A-C-C. Okay. First, you have to give yourself permission to experience your experience. Okay. Right there where everybody keeps the mask on. Because yeah. they won't give themselves permission. It's picking blue hiding. Is Jen and yeah. I talking right now? Can I be authentic? They won't give themselves permission to experience experience. They have to take off their mask. Experience your experience. Anger, mad, sad, whatever. That's where most leaders will fall apart. They're stuck in their head. They're not connected to their heart. And the synergy doesn't happen. So yeah, they're yeah. leading yeah, yeah, 50%. Yeah. So first, give yourself permission to experience your experience. Right now, I am mad. Right now, I'm so happy. Oh, wait, people looking. And so they won't be happy. <laughs> right, right. Is that right, stupid? Right, right. Man, you should see. I had one of my clients one time, a real estate person. Oh, he's real estate. And he would call me, celebrate. He closed this big deal. He's been working hard on it. I said, go around the office right now he opens his door taking his camera he's right out giving every high five like what the is going on he was celebrating that office never seen that after that became a tradition for that office yeah they gave themselves permission permission to to go beyond and not restrain and yeah just a permission to experience your experience that's it right now second part a you just have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. either acknowledge what's working or you acknowledge what's not working yeah. But here's the most powerful part. Yeah. When you acknowledge your contribution to the issue, you acknowledge your contribution to the excess, you're taking 100% responsibility. You're not a victim. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Now, if you don't acknowledge your contribution, making it happen, you're playing small and you're all oh, that was just luck. No, you worked your ass off. That's not right. luck. You did yeah. something different. Or if it didn't work out, it didn't work out the way you went. You acknowledge your contribution because you have a contribution to the issue. You have a contribution to the solution. 
Absolutely. But if you don't have contribution to the issue, you don't have contribution and solution, then you're sitting there a victim waiting for someone to resolve that. And you're sitting there waiting, 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 and you're a victim. So talk about that as it relates to what we're experiencing in the true mask world right now. Okay. In context of imposter syndrome? No, the true mask world of the pandemic, because we're in a mask. Oh, yeah. Everybody's wearing yeah. a mask. Everyone's complaining about it. Oh, that mask. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the true mask situation that's going on right now. And when you're talking about the contribution to one the side issue. or the other, right? The issue. Uh-huh. What do you feel about that? I just, I'm disrupting you for a moment and I'm, yeah, I'm no problem. You know, taking that into the context of here. And partly the reason I'm doing this is because my husband's very, very vocal about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> really very vocal about it. And sometimes I want to just crawl under a rock when I'm with him. It's a little embarrassing, but <laughs> tell us about <laughs> I love him. It. I've been married to him for 38 years, but geez, you know, it's like, whoa, I get that you want to be your authentic self, but mm, there's a pipe. Well, actually, we had our uh, our Costco membership revoked. No. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because he was, he was verbal. No, oh, man, yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. Who are you? <laughs> right. Very, very vocal about it. Being his authentic self, right? Well, so I'll tell you my thing. So I make my decision based off the very first thing we train everybody in our. You enter my community. This is one first word you learn: integrity. Yeah. But integrity is not doing what you say. It is not doing what you say. It's honoring your word. Because most of the time, if you're playing a big game, you can't do what you say. Circumstances outside of you. Does that make sense? But you have to honor your word. If you can't honor your word, then you have to clean up the mess you made and recommit your integrity or word. So based on the word integrity, there's a principle with it. If I go work for a company that loves slapping the women on the butt at work, right? Sleeping with other employees, Mm -hmm. drinking on the job, I have to submit myself, my integrity under that umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I chose to put myself in a company or I choose to go to another company where they respect one another and they're very professional and they celebrate each other's win and they support each other when they're down. Then I have to submit to that and I can't drink at the office. Right, right. I can't be slapping women in the butt and treating them misogynist and sleeping with other employees. That is not accepted under this umbrella. Yeah. Based on where you park yourself, what umbrella, you have to submit your integrity to those frameworks. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because we live in America, we have an amazing umbrella. We have the freedom to choose our own framework. We have a voice. We live by the Constitution. It's beautiful. So I love anybody, your husband who's loud and boisterous and give me a reason to reject him while he's giving me a reason to accept him. Yeah. And also love the other people who are fighting, saying, put the f- mask on. Have respect for other people. I can support both camps. Personally, yeah. I can. Yeah. I yeah. can support both camps. Now, if I want to go to Costco, I put myself under that umbrella. Yeah. That's so, so either right. I choose not to shop at Costco or I choose to shop at Costco. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's not personal against me. They're not attacking me. I have the freedom to choose where I put my integrity under which umbrella. Yeah. yeah. I love so, that. I but love here's that. what I did do. I did wear a mask it in. Then I put it down until they made me put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> right. When I went inside Costco. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'll tell you in the green room what he did. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably going to want to know about it. And so are oh, listeners, yeah. but I'm not willing to put that yeah. out there yet. Uh, <laughs> just not, just not. I will, I love that I will clip back here. on that. Watch one. for episode 2044 and you will get the answer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So let's bring let's you go back, back into, your, into sure. your pack. So let's go into sure. your second. He is permission, right? He is permission to experience your experience. Yeah. A is acknowledge what's yeah. working, what's not working. 
But when you just acknowledge that, what's working for you, what's not working for you, you take 100% responsibility. And when you take 100% responsibility, you're a leader, you're responsible, you're not a victim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's P A, then C, commit. Yeah. Commit to a new result. I don't care if it worked for you, you got to move the ball further down the line, right? right. I don't care if it didn't work for you, you got to commit to move it to make it work for you, but you have to commit to something new. If you just stay right there and celebrate the victory you had or yeah. soak in the loss you had, you're in your comfort zone. You're not going where you're dead. Oh, great. I love people who celebrate. So right now, my coaching group, my cohort, we're raising $37,500. Each of us are raising $2,500 in seven days for the Ida uh, hurricane relief. Oh, seven okay. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven days, $2,500 per person, mm-hmm. $3,500. We cannot support the cause with our own money. We cannot support each other. So those are only two parameters, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And during that process, in two days, someone hit their $2,500 target. But if they don't commit to raising more money for the team, because as a team, we have to cross the $3,500. Yeah. Individually, yeah. we're committed $25. As a team, $37,500. So that person who finished on the second day, they can sit back, ah, I ah, got my $2,500. I'm better than everybody I'm else. Ah, ah, ah. Let's just celebrate. But yeah. if they don't commit yeah. to helping the team cross the line, their life gets boring and they become bitter and their victory even becomes yeah, it's not even worth it anymore. Yeah. And they lose cross the line. Yeah, you're waiting for your team to cross the line. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to give yourself permission, experience, experience. Acknowledge the success, acknowledge the issue, acknowledge, but just acknowledge your contribution to whatever's happening right now, your reality. Then commit to new reality. Commit to new reality. Listen, new means something you have to create. Not that you're waiting for, not crumbs falling off the table not and you're if, eating when, and being if, grateful then. for. Yeah. No. It's will have, we call it declaration. You will declare you're committing to this new outcome, this new reality you're going to create. You commit to that. Now, the most beautiful part about that is when you make a public declaration and commitment like that, everybody knows what you're committed to. It's accountability. So like you as a coach, I used to coach other coaches and I do still somehow, but every week or every month when they have a target for their numbers, how many clients they need and all that, I make them publicly do on every social media aspect. Yeah. Hi, my name is Coach Sebastian. This year, I'm uh, this month. My target is this. I'm looking for five new clients at this price. They have to go everywhere because if you're going to hide your commitment. Guess what? There's shame and guilt. Yeah, yeah. And you, you still have this mask on, like trying to please other yeah. people. Yeah. So your commitment has to be public. Permission, acknowledge, commitment. The last C, and this is where most leaders are the crappiest. Most leaders fail at this. Most leaders suck at this. And most leaders, if leaders can just do this one letter, it changes everything, but it takes a lot. This is probably the hardest one. Permission, acknowledge, commit, and then celebrate. Yeah. They don't know how to celebrate. Yeah. They wait for some dynamics to happen. That's what? The one office party, and then they go back to work. Yeah. Versus celebrate every little step. If you're giving yourself permission to experience your experience in that moment, that celebration comes a couple hours later. It doesn't come a week later after I closed so many sales. It doesn't come a month later or years later. No. And here's why it's so important. If you don't celebrate, you're still judging yourself not being enough. Because I have all these masks on, all these comparisons. You're not enough. You're not coming from a place of where you're being authentically you right now. And that's always a marker. I guess look at any leader. They don't have natural celebration markers in their life. I should be like 8,000 pounds because I celebrate with food. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i celebrate food a lot yeah. i mean everything now i celebrate well, and coffee I think, more immediately 
And, you know, and I think this gets back to what you were saying with core values. You know, we do this in my coaching as well. We call a friend, right? We call our core values Mm -hmm. to make decisions. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what do you want? What fulfills you? Mm -hmm. And I think that if you don't do that in the beginning, if you don't figure out what fulfills you, what makes you happy, what you'll tolerate, what you want, where the boundaries are, et cetera, that when it comes time to celebrate, you're just kind of empty because you don't remember why you were doing things. You can't even go back to the purpose-driven life, right? That purpose-driven life. One of my ghostwriter who's writing my fiction book right now, he wrote The Purpose-Driven Life. He was the ghostwriter for it. And none of that matters if you don't know why you started out. If you don't know what inspires you, not motivates you, but inspires you to do what you're doing. And so you get to that point where you can celebrate and it's just kind of emptiness. It's like, well, I don't really know what I want to do. So I guess I'll just move on to the next thing. So I think that that's super important, but I I love that. And by the way, I just wrote a book, which everybody on this podcast knows this called Impact. It came out on July 16th and it is a series. It's called Inspirational, Motivational, Powerful Acronyms for Cognitive Thinking, Impact. And it is a multi-author collaborative book of Mm. acronyms. And I purposely did volume one, knowing that I was going to do volume two. I'm going to invite you to be in that book with Pac. Can I have a C for crazy? Yeah. (laughs) You can change it, whatever you want. (laughs) Be crazy. Don't celebrate. Just say, be crazy. Yeah, be crazy. Yeah, right. Can I hit on that last one, just one principle? Because I want people to understand why it's so hard for, especially leaders, especially parents, especially marriage, especially business owners. The hardest part of not being able to celebrate is because they don't think they're enough. Oh, that's not enough yet. And they wear themselves because we have a simple acronym. When you lead authentically, you're coming from your being. So let me just give you that in 30 seconds here. Most of us, we do so we can have, and then we'll become. Right. Do. Come to America. Do. Get a good education so you can have a great career. And when you have a great career, guess what you'll have? You'll be significant. Nope, you're not significant. You know why? My mom just called, said my cousin got a better job. Now I get another job. Yeah. Then I get another job. I do. I went to school. I have a great career and I'll be significant soon. Right? Nope. My mom just called and said, your cousin just got married. I'm single, yeah. but I got that great career. What happened? That's not enough. So now I have to get married. Now I'm all proud about a new house, new car. Yeah. Guess what? What's mom going to call say next? Yeah. They got a bigger car, nicer car. Yeah. They got a baby. I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to have a baby yet. But if you extract that out, Look in the business world. Look at, there's somebody always doing something more. First, yeah. So we can't, but that's do so you can have and become. Right. That's death, yeah. salvation. Yep. You think by doing all these good works, you'll be significant one day? You'll die. Yeah. Here's why you can celebrate. You start off and you flip the whole acronym around. Yeah. Be yourself. Be. Do what only you can do and have what only you can have without comparison. But you start being you. Take off the mask. Be authentically you. Come out from behind yourself into the conversation, make it real. Be you. That's the hardest part. And that's how I could gauge when my clients are not celebrating. Yeah. They fall back in the story. I have to do more so I can have more. And maybe one day I'll become significant. Yeah. Instead of saying I'm already significant because there's no one like me, then I'll do it only uniquely I can do without comparison, without copying other people. Yeah. And then I can have uniquely what I can have without comparing with other people. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's so important. You know, I personally had to learn and I know you had to learn too, because coming from a place of feeling like you're not worth feeling like you're not good enough all the time. You know, I spent years doing the opposite, 
right? And then it was the day that I triggered and said, I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough. Yeah. I had enough. There's got to be a better way. And That's I'm going right. to I'm gonna rip that shell off. No more of this poking through. I'm just going to rip it. I'm going to be vulnerable. You know, really coming from instead of a place. And I think what happens is that people come from a place of scarcity, yes. thinking that it's a place of abundance because I got it. Nope. I don't need you. I'm good. I want to look great. Nope. I have no problems. I have no challenges whatsoever. Right. And they're seeing that as being, and cause this is me, I'm describing me. This is how I was is no, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Nope. I don't have any challenges, but I know you do. So let me help you because that makes me feel better. <laughs> right. That's and right. when I ripped the shell off and said, I have problems, I have weaknesses, I need help. I did come from a family that was a verbal abuser. I did come from poor. I did come yeah. from not having anything. I was known as Jenny who ain't got a penny. My dad wasn't. <laughs> my dad had a shotgun to my mother's head. I let it all come out. That vulnerability wow. became an attractor. And so instead of chasing people, you're attracting people. That's right. What they love about you, you know, and love. Yep. About you. And I think that this is really important for people in business, because when you go networking, you see someone who appears to have it all. And this focuses in for Christianity for me is that that jealousy is an evil thing. Mm. That pride, I'm going to look like I'm bigger, right? All mm -hmm. of that is an evil thing. And I love what you're saying because you're saying, and we keep saying, be you, be authentic. But what we need to understand is that it's the uniqueness of you. Yes. The, the one of a kind, the masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Now watch this. If you're doing so you haven't become, you're imitation. Here's my favorite because my clients throw this back in my face because we have such great rapport and relationship. I go, if you're only doing so you have become, you're only doing what everybody else has done. Yep. You're only doing the standard out there, industry standard. You're only doing what's already there. So you're imitation. The best you can be is second place because yep. you're imitating someone else versus being uniquely you. So all you are is an imitation Chinese knockoff. Yeah. And they're oh, right? And so everyone says, I'm Chinese, Vietnamese. And they go, coach, are you being imitation Chinese knockoff? And they're always <laughs> back to my face. But think about how disgusting that is. Yeah. If I give you all my energy, Jen, I want to be just like you. I can never be first place. I can only be because I'm imitating. I'm doing what you do. Yeah. Versus being like you said. And I think this, you get it. You said uniquely a wonderful click. There's no other. There's no twins. Not even twins are exactly like so be uniquely, authentically, one of kind, masterpiece you. Yeah. Say that only you would say. Do that only you would do. It's okay. But guess what? No one else could do that but me. Right. That's my And if you give yourself that freedom, that permission, just experience your own experience. Oh, my gosh. Life is so fun. Just yeah. like you. You know, you and, and I, I interview the same way. We don't have a script. No, yeah, we, no, no, no. <laughs> we give ourselves freedom. We give right. ourselves freedom to be present in the moment because you're not afraid to be who you are, Jen. Yeah, you're yeah. very transparent, open, real, and raw. And so you don't need a script to make sure you look good. Oh, I hit all these cues. No, you're giving your clients your audience, which I totally respect, is that authenticity. You're inviting them in to be vulnerable. Yeah. And the most powerful person in any room, any board meeting, any room, parents, marriage, any room is the most vulnerable person. That's yeah. the most powerful. Oh, person. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree. With that. <laughs> I totally. I can agree. tell. 
I had to learn it. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here is that sometimes it doesn't come natural. It comes natural for some people and it isn't being unnatural being, for example, like being, ah, you know, and I am in a personality, I'm just getting older. So I'm a little more subdued. Right. So it's not, oh, I'm going to be my authentic me and be ah, and outrageous. It's not pendulum swinging. No. Right. It's not going, I'm just going to fake being vulnerable. And now I'm going to come back over here. It is truly just a path that we all have to take to get there, to really Mm -hmm. recognize and want to make this change so that we aren't copycats, right? Just a bunch of copycats out there. And And, and because we had a mask on so long. You're going to be happier. I swear you're going to be happier because you're not going to lose sleep going, why can't I make money like them? Why can't I prettier than them? I'm older than them. I'm, <laughs> right, right. Right. I have more skills. I'm no more comparison. experienced. I know more people. Why can't I be as successful as them? And you have to really start looking in the mirror and reflecting and saying, hmm, maybe that's why. Yeah, they may be purple and orange and fat and short and whatever, and they're doing better than you are because they're real and you're not. And I think the definition of doing better than you, again, because we could do, so we have, and one day be significant, yeah, yeah. one day be significant, it's a comparison. I love what you're saying. And I think what you're saying, at least my translation, what you're saying is being successful, being happy and all that is because you're not comparing. Right. And like my lifestyle is totally different from right. my other coaching friends. Right. Some of them are trying to make a million dollars a month. Good for you. That's what you want to do. You and I guess talked I about do. this in the green room. We already talked about yeah. this in the and green guess room. What, and guess I what I do. The number of people that I want to work with. That's right. Because our lifestyle choice, I'm happy because I'm being what was missing for me. I had no parenting. I had no one raising. Here's the greatest moment of my life up until now, 51 years old. Last Sunday, me and my daughter spent about four or five hours. She baked brownies, and we went knocking door to door, and she sold it all. I just stood back as a bodyguard. (laughs) That's also you were her bodyguard. And she sold a brownie and a cookie, a dollar each. Yeah, yeah. And she said, we're raising – she goes, we had to correct her after our first couple things and say, honey, consider saying – I baked these cookies versus saying we made these. No, she baked it herself. Yeah. She baked these cookies as a 10 year old girl, knocked on doors. And guess what she did? Ask him for money for the fundraiser we're doing with Hurricane Ida in Louisiana. Right. Man, she was stumbling, telling her words. By the time we got to the second neighborhood, she was flawless. She was killing, knocking next door. She goes, Dad, we can't go home until we sell all these cookies. Oh, like, son awesome. of a biscuit, right? She raised, are you ready? We ran out cookies and all that. We did Facebook Live. She told everybody her experience. She raised $243 that day. Oh my gosh. Because people weren't trying. They were like, you know what? I don't want to buy it for a dollar. Let me give you 10. Yep. They're very generous. But here's the point. I'm telling you that because what I am successful is not how much money I have. It's how much time I have. Do I have the freedom to use it? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I got to do with my daughter with most business owners dream of. Yeah. My wife and I will spend three-fourths of the day together today, if not all day, yeah. running errands, going to meetings and stuff. And most people just wish they could connect with their spouse, have intimacy with them, connect with their children. I create my whole lifestyle. Where my business serves my vision. Yeah. I okay. created my vision first, then my business design. So just between you and me, Jen, if you want to do coaching with me, it's only from Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm well, doing Friday that's, through that's, Monday. Yeah, that's, that's funny it. Because I have time. certain days that I coach too. Yep. And it's just funny you're saying, I want to share a story. And I've shared this story on this podcast several times, but I want to share it with you because this is, I think, sure. resonating. We are like kindred spirits when it comes. Yes, we are. One day I was talking to my mom several years ago and, and I said, oh, you know, we're getting ready to go on a cruise and the kids are playing baseball and football and then Whitney's doing dance and cheerleading and all this stuff. And I was just kind of talking about our life. You know, we're going to go to dinner with friends and then we're going to this and that and the other. And she said, honey, you have such a great quality of life. 
And I said, well, oh, well, thanks. (laughs) And it hit me in that moment. Yeah, that's a keeping up with the Joneses thing. And I'm telling you, I've lived in this house for 17 years. So this was more than 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And it hit me and I thought, oh my God, I don't want a quality of life. And I share this with my coaching students all the time. (laughs) I love it. I don't want a quality of life that keeps up with the Joneses. I want a life of quality. Mm, That was the moment that I changed everything and said, no more quality of life. I want a life of quality. And that includes some quality of life things that I choose to take on a new car, a new boat, whatever. Those are, they include those experiences and those monetary things, but I lead with life of quality, not keeping up with the Joneses, not keeping up with a competitive competitor coach, like you're saying, or even when I was in lending, not keeping up with what other, that other person was doing, but going down my lane, my story, my life. That's what was important to me. And I want to share that with you because I think it resonates with you. And for those that are listening, hopefully if you haven't heard that before, you've heard it again. And now it resonates a different way because we're really knee deep into this context of being the authentic you, the unique you, so that you Mm. can attract what you want in your life. Yeah. Well, here's the secret. Don't tell anybody, but we're constantly attracting people in our life. Mm -hmm. The question is, is our way of being attracting who you want? If you're not attracting the people who you want, don't look at the people you're attracting. Look at yourself. Yeah. Maybe it's your frustration, your anger, your disappointment. And reflection. It really is. It's funny. And the reason why this is so powerful right now is that I'm doing a retreat with my clients in October and we happen to name this particular retreat reflection, right? And (laughs) it's about looking in the mirror at yourself. Yeah. This whole one of our doing that. Yeah. One of our power groups in our training was named Reflective Mirrors. Yeah. And so we were making fun of them the whole training. Six months, eight months later, we're still saying that was the best name ever because yeah. Yeah. after we made fun of them for four days, because it's like, holy crap, everybody's just a mirror to me. And they'll go, oh, you mean like a reflective mirror? And we just make <laughs> fun of each other laugh. And it's like, holy crap, we can't get rid of it. So we said it was the worst stupid idea name ever. Made fun of them. It stuck. It stuck because it's the truth. Right now, you and I are mirroring each other. Yeah. We're seeing our greatness out of each other. We're pulling it from each other. And we're saying it a different way. We're like yin and yang. Feminine energy, masculine energy. But we're swirling in the same purpose. Oh, absolutely. We are calling people out because we did the work and gave ourselves permission to be our authentic self. Hey, you don't like me? It's okay. I'm not here to serve the whole world. Right. I set my table. Not everybody can eat at my table. If I want to have sushi on Thanksgiving because that's what I like, people, what the hell? You're breaking tradition? You don't do that. Don't come sit at my table. Okay, now I'm laughing because one right? of the things that we love to have on Thanksgiving is fondue. <laughs> fondue, baby. <laughs> we have international well, potluck. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and the reason why it's so funny, it's because that is disruptive, right? Right. But the reason that we do is because I got to the point where it's like, why would I get up at six o'clock in the morning and make all this food? And then everybody eats it in 20 minutes, <laughs> right? And I was like, well, yeah. this is silly. So I don't do that. So we do fondue so that we take two seconds to prepare it and hours to eat it. So we can have more family time. There you go. That's why we do but it. But here's the truth. This is the doing, having become versus just being. Yeah. Does a turkey mean it's Thanksgiving or no. is it the celebration? That we got into a new world, new world, new opportunities. So we just hold on that new world, new opportunity. Can we have create new experiences and still celebrate that day without a turkey? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, I know we hold on tradition for the wrong reason. Yeah. Then we lost it. 
Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, why we do some it. Some people it's making great turkeys every Thanksgiving, but they yeah. don't celebrate family. They don't yeah. celebrate new opportunity. That there's no gratitude. Yeah. It's no, long cook me, make that turkey. You better be grateful. Whoa. Yeah. This is great Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and that's it. you know, again, all up. And that's why we do the fondue because it allows for us to have more time to explore new things that are going on in each other's lives and show gratitude and laugh at each other and have a little fighting. Yes. I'm fighting. That's my, that's my food. That's my food. Yeah. Right. With our little sticks and it just creates more memories. It's beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It does. You're creating. That's what I love. You're being you and you're creating it. Go ahead. Judge me on fondue. My fondue bowl is not big enough for everybody, but those who want can sit at my table. That's That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yeah, If you want to celebrate this way, you have more intimacy and connection. That's what you choose. I love that. And you're not comparing yourself. You're not holding yourself hostage. Give yourself permission to experience your experience in that moment. Great job. Love it. No wonder you're so (laughs) successful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's been so much fun having time with you. So if someone loves you and says, I've got to disconnect with you, how do they get a hold of you? What is the best way? First, we got to make sure they're not on medication. (laughs) If they (laughs) say they love me, oh, those people scare me. No, easy. Just either my phone number or my personal email, Sebastian at me.com. Sebastian with an A. That's probably easiest email. Text me 714-492-0136. Those are the easiest ways to get hold of me. I don't like give URLs and all that because yeah. if you saw this, then it's time to have a talk if you want to talk. You don't need no URL, some splash page, all that landing page. Well, we'll have the it's URLs in the yeah, we'll have the yeah. URLs in the episode notes and stuff. Sure. Like them and your phone. phone just give them my phone number, email address. And yeah. you know what's cool? When I got that Sebastian at me, it's the one of the first Apple things. Yeah. I went crazy. I was like, Sebastian. I'm getting to be me at dot com. I was like, what the Christmas? I love that one. It's yeah. just, it's one of my favorite emails. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Okay. So Sebastian, leave us with a mantra, a quote, something yeah. to walk away with that we can use today that sure. helps us remember you all day long. Well, I don't want them to remember me. And that's the truth. I'm just a guide. I don't want to be the guru. I want them to remember that they were created uniquely to be uniquely themselves, come out from behind themselves into the conference, make it real. And that journey coming out is a process. Like you said earlier, it's repetition. It's doing the work every day, we call it. Do the work daily. And it starts off filling your cup first every day. Yeah. Fill your cup first every day. Because if your cup has holes in it, whatever you pour in energetically, it will leak out. And if you try to pour it into your family, your business, and there's nothing left in it, Every drop you pour towards someone else has strings attached. Oh, I hope Jen said I did good on her podcast. Oh, she better. If Jen doesn't, because that's my last drop. That's all I have. My cup was empty. I get bitter at Jen. Why'd that have me on this program? Well, she's just just trying to use me. And see how negative I get? Yeah. But if I fill my cup daily, I fill up my cup daily. We spend an hour in the morning. We call it the fire formula. We do our core four before we hit the door. We do our fire four before we leave the door. We're having four wins in our faith fitness, family, finance every day. If I could leave you encouragement to be the best leader, do the work daily by filling up your cup first. And then when you fill up, it'll overflow over onto your faith, fitness, family, finance, it'll overflow into your business. And guess what? There's no strings attached because you're overflowing. No one has to appreciate you. No one has to thank you. You're overflowing because you filled up your own cup and you're not a hostage or a victim waiting for someone else to fill up your cup. Yeah. So fill up your cup first. Love others as much as you love yourself. Fill your cup first. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so fun and so exciting. And we talk really fast. So I would just encourage everyone to change the way you're listening to put it on half speed and you'll catch (laughs) instead of speeding it up, just slow it down a little bit. You'll catch everything just as if we were just normal talking. So I have just absolutely (laughs) loved having this interview with you and Again, I invite you. I cannot wait for you to be part of our book when we release it next year. And you may have another acronym to share, which is awesome. But we're just excited to have you there and really looking forward to having a long-term relationship with you as we continue to grow and become uniquely ourselves over time and keep that going. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.